Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Taylor Radio. Welcome to the broadcast podcast. In this episode, me and my friend Gong get together again. Of course, it's over the distance of the internets. And we discuss some small business stuff we have both been involved in. We go in some depth about something called an escape room which Gong and his friends successfully started and sold. So if you're interested, you should listen. And if you're not interested, you should still listen. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Hello. Hello, Gong. Hey. Hey, I didn't know that you didn't have to send me a text message like last time. Yeah, I didn't know either. So last time I searched for you, in yeah. the Anchor app, but you didn't come mm-hmm. up. Where this time uh-huh. you came up. So I. Okay, maybe it took a little time to <laughs> to get my uh, get my inf- get me in the database, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Possibly. Yeah. All right. So uh, of course we were well talking a little bit before this about various topics, mm-hmm. and I think what I want to focus in on here is some of the small business stuff we've done or yeah. are doing. So here we were talking about um, my my some of the one of the side businesses that I'm working on, which is I import some fitness bands from China and have been trying to I've been selling them and but I've been having it seems probably I've been putting a lot of work into it where I've got them on Amazon. Got them on eBay. Right. They don't sell. I have sold one set on eBay in like six months. Yeah. Uh, I just recently got them on Amazon. I've sold a, a couple sets on there. Right. But it's tough. So I'm like using Facebook Marketplace. I'm using um, uh, an app called Mercari. So anybody oh. – have you heard of this? Oh, I've seen uh... – Advertisement for, for the, yeah, billboards. There you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. where you saw them. Yeah. Have you checked it out? Not yet. Okay. So I have sold most of the bands on Mercari. Really? So I, yes, I have. Um, I, when I was, when I imported these things, at yeah. first I had these high hopes, right? I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to load them on Amazon and they're going to fucking sell like gangbusters. <laughs> Yeah, and of course that didn't happen, and so, <laughs> so, so I immediately was hit with reality that I'm going to have to figure something else out here. Mm-hmm. And when I looked on Google Play, mm-hmm. there were several selling apps. One of them, Kari, and I didn't really mess with it. And mm-hmm. then I kept seeing billboards, and I was like, yeah. okay, maybe I'll check it out. So I loaded them up there, and ever since then. I I mean, dude, there have been times where mm-hmm. I've sold like five or six sets mm-hmm. in a day. And nice. I mean, you know, that's of course, yeah, for me, that's fucking great. So <laughs> so that's what I've been doing for those. I've had some success on Facebook. It's more yeah. time consuming. Um, and I've also was hacking the Facebook groups. So have you heard of these Facebook groups called Beg, Barter and Steal? No, not steal. <laughs> Beg, barter, and sell. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very different group. 
Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so there are these groups called beg, barter, and sell groups where, like, people can buy and sell and trade things in, like, local areas like Cyprus or Spring. And, dude, I was getting lots of hits on those. And then all of the groups, like, started, like, banning me because oh. I, was, I was spamming the groups. <laughs> they noticed. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. And uh, so that's been really tough. Uh, like, when I started, I found out about that loophole. Mm. I was like, oh, dude, every day I posted three times a day. And, um, and I would get, like, every time I posted, people would be like, hey, what's the price? Uh, you mm. know, like, how many can I get? Like, where, when can you meet? And then yeah. when people started, like, catching on, then that's really <laughs> – so so now i'm moving to instagram <laughs> all right yeah yeah so anyway this has been uh uh an interesting experiment for me i was telling you that part of it it can be very time consuming for me at times and it's not always very profitable when i look at the minutes and hours i put into it yeah. but a lot of this is an experiment for me to navigate this space you know um yeah. It's pro I am profitable. It is a profitable business. I'm not, you know, going to be a millionaire from it, but it's also, I'm having to learn how to sell. Yeah. I'm having to learn, you know, how, okay, you know, this avenue was cut off and now I got to figure out another avenue to get, you know, selling my stuff. So in a lot of those ways, I like it. And I was telling you, I have plans to, bring some other fitness products on board and right. do a little label, get a little private label thing going on a, right. on a small scale and try to sell to uh, like local gyms and personal trainers. So mm -hmm. that's one of the side businesses I've talked about previously on the podcast. Um, yeah. So I would be interested in you discussing your um, escape room. Can you tell us a little bit about what an escape room is and how you decided to start one of your own. Sure, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, definitely be glad to talk about that. Well, I, honestly, I will be actually a little surprised if um, there are people who don't know, oh, am I wrong? Like, I, I feel like by now, um, at least half of the population should at least know what Escape Room is. I'm kind of <laughs> <Yes>. assuming. <laughs> Well, well um, for in case somebody doesn't know, just right. go ahead and give a quick, you know, yes. one, two. So escape room, um, basically it's a, um, it's a physical location that you will go and pay to get locked up in a room or maybe a, a set of rooms. And your goal is typically uh, to get out in 60 minutes by solving puzzles, finding clues, uh, searching for uh, searching, searching for um, specific objects or hangs everywhere in the room. That's basically the gist of it. And I think it started probably, let me see, 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago. The concept started like maybe 12 or 13 years ago in Japan, I think. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a almost like a mini computer game that like you you're in a virtual room that you can click anywhere and somewhere you click you'll find certain stuff and 
once you collect all the stuff you need, you will be able to open some kind of box and then you'll find more stuff and eventually you will find a key or whatever to unlock the room that you're locked in. So that's the same concept, but in real life. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I feel like I remember some of those games a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I th never got into those online. So uh, like, when did you think about opening up an escape room? Like, what, what was it that you were like, oh, this is a good idea? Yeah, it's funny, though. So um, I never I actually, well, I mean, I, I thought about uh, having my own business, big or small, but then I almost, almost too quickly uh, convinced myself not to do that because all the responsibilities of that. This is, like, from when I was young. Because uh, part of the reason, because my dad uh, used to be a business owner, like a small business with de decent size. Like he had maybe 30, 40 employees type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. But he was kind of struggling and not financially, but just the process of dealing with all aspects of business. You have to dealing, de deal with customer, deal with employees, all kinds of stuff. I, I could feel that he's kind of struggling. So eventually yes. he, he made enough money and sold the business and basically retired at pretty early age. When did he retire? Probably around 50. That's oh, wow. He, yeah, Was that so in China or the in United China, States? In China. Well, so that's the reason I kind of uh, uh, dissuade myself not to be a business owner. So, and so, so this is a little background. So um, the um, one day, me and three other of my coworkers, we decided to, hey, we should do a group event. And what's, what's some of the fun ideas? And someone said, hey, you know, this thing called Escape Room. There, there was like three or four locations in the entire Houston, greater Houston area. So I said, yeah, let's just check it out. We went there after work, played it, had fun. Um, the same time, we also noticed that there's a lot of improvement that could be done to that place and a huge profit margin back then because the place we went was converted from a apartment basically it's in, in one of the it's not dupl it's uh, one of the s super small small um, apartment complex which was converted into a business like office complex and so they got one of the rooms and um, changed the decoration a little bit, put little some clues through the rooms, which like cost-wise was like pretty minimum. For example, one of the clues was uh, there was a clock on the wall, um, and it wasn't moving. So the hour and the minute turned out to be a password to something. Oh wow! So just just like little clues like this, which also at the same time doesn't cost virtually anything um but they're charging like 30 bucks a person and there's oh. like they had like so the, they had like 10 person capacity so basically a 10 uh, up to 10 people can be in the room at the same time and they make so that they will make 300 bucks in an hour for and the, the only cause is like utilities and employees which is also not a whole lot. So we're like, hey, right. th there's like huge profit margin in there. And I was already pretty confident that I 
just me myself, I could do better than what they're doing. Yes. So we got together. I was like, hey, do we have what we, what we think we need to start a business? We, we, you know, pull up the drawing board and writing stuff, uh, writing stuff down. Like, for example, like where we get the ideas, like the puzzle ideas, where do we get the equipment, the contraptions, the devices, the controlling devices, whatever we, we possibly going to need. Um, business aspects, what, we, what do we need to do? Like, can we hire somebody? Because none of us had a business before. So we did our research, took our, us a couple of weeks, like two or three weeks to do like a preliminary research. And we said, hey, I think we think like we thought 80% confident that we could do something with it. I like how you assigned that number. Yeah. We were 80% confident. <laughs> I, I'm ball, like ballparking. Yeah, yeah. So that's a rough estimate. So basically what I'm trying to say is like we feel uh it's like most likely um, it's more likely that we can at least create the company than like we won't even finish it. So we find ourselves more likely to be able to at least build this. Now, if there's yeah. anybody going to show up, that's a different story that we, you know, we have to just have to see. Yes. Yes. So absolutely. That's how we started. Yeah. And so how many years now has it been in operation? Uh, we we opened 2016 January, so by the end of this year, it will be three years. Okay, excellent, man, excellent. And I know you're looking to. I think you said you're looking to. Is it okay if I say you're looking to sell it? Actually, I sold it. Yes, I I sold it um, the beginning of this month. So basically. Every, anything happened after November the 1st belongs to the new owners now. Okay, excellent. Well, congrats on that sale. Yeah, thanks. It kind of worked out for us because she, uh, it's one of our um, office manager with her dad who bought from us because they already know the business pretty well. Actually, she actually knows the business in a way better than <laughs> I did because she's the one actually managing it from day to day. Right. So. She knows maybe some of the ins and outs of yeah. little things here and there that, uh, you yeah. know, you're, you're the owner and the manager. And so, you know, you have a higher level view. There's right. going to be things that you just take care of that she'll have no idea, but other things that I'm sure she's got a good nitty gritty understanding. of. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of worked out. Yeah. That's awesome. So along this way of you getting that, Set that escape room started. Mm -hmm. Was there times where you were like, "Oh, this isn't gonna work"? This isn't gonna work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we actually I, we consider ourselves super lucky, but there was still so uh, as soon as we opened, we were, we we decide not to hire anybody. Basically, what we operate was like uh, on our booking system. Uh, customer had 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 to book two hours uh, in advance. So as soon as we see a booking, uh, one of, you know, us, one of, because we had four owners. So one of us will go there, open the door for them before they come and Interesting. yeah, let them do the game. But so that we don't have to pay anybody to that because we didn't, because we still had to, we already had to pay rent, which was like, how much was it? 40, 
4,400 a month, which is yeah, that's a, a pretty yeah. And um, also, I had to pay utilities, insurance. Um, so in the first like two to three weeks, we were getting around 30 people a week, and we're charging $25 a person. Okay. So that's how much. That's around like $700 a week. Um, so like three thousand dollars a month. That's not even okay. enough for 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 rent. To cover, for like, yeah, to cover and overhead. yeah, and we had we signed a two year rent, which is like super uh, rare because I think most of the business lease you have to sign at least at least three years. Oh, okay, okay. So, but even with two years, we're like, you know, if nobody is coming, Sweat. we have to pay the two years rent, which is like a huge number to us. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's absolutely a huge. So I mean, we 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 didn't start panicking just yet because it was still early stage. We knew it takes time to get the words out, but mm-hmm. on the, the same time, we were trying to think for like what's the worst that could happen. Um, yeah, but yeah, I said I I said earlier we were lucky because like by the end of the third week, um, we were talking to Groupon, mm-hmm. and they start doing a camping for us. Um, and our business just like blew up basically. And we, really? we stopped, yeah, we stopped the campaign at the uh, end of the deal, which was at the end of uh, three months. And we, st- so in the first three months, basically the deal was essentially they, Groupon can sell as many uh, coupons as they can. Mm-hmm. And they take half of it. So mm-hmm. um, half of the sales. So that's quite a lot. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, but by uh, after three months, we uh, we decided to switch it over to like thirty coupons a month. So there's like a really low limit just to get the our campaign still active on Groupon without sacrificing our you know revenue. But and uh, our number stayed basically. So I don't know if it was Groupon or was this a good timing. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Right, right, probably, probably. Yeah. I've heard, you know, I've heard multiple people say that. So, you know, uh, me and my dad have a, uh, a a little martial arts school. Yeah. And, and with that, a lot of people have recommended, a lot of people have recommended Groupon. Right. And we had, I think we had somebody at one point that was supposed to be doing that. I'm not sure what they ended up doing. Yeah. Uh, but several people have brought up, Groupon, and yeah. So thinking that it probably has definitely worked. I think so, especially when you don't have when your business don't have cost of goods sold. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like for example, if you restaurant and every dish you sold, you have like I don't know, maybe at least thirty percent of uh, like material costs. I don't know. And Groupon, if Groupon is taking half of your revenue, then you might even have like a negative profit. Right. 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 <clears throat> but if you have, if you don't have the cost of goods sold, and especially if you you're not filling filling your capacity, then it doesn't really doesn't hurt by using right. Groupon. You know? Just basically, yeah. it's just help you. It helps you to fill up your uh, space for a and while you're making a little bit less per person 
but it's still like net profit that you wouldn't be making without Groupon. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's um, that's really interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that uh, Groupon was so pivotal. So if anyone, uh, yes. Yeah. What were you saying? Oh uh, wait, uh, I, I I don't know if I. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, that's better. Where were we? Oh, uh, no, I was just thinking that if anybody is, you know, anyone who hears this is struggling with uh, a business where you need to bring in customers to fill up your place, a Groupon could be a really good place to start. Yeah, doesn't hurt to give it give a shot. I will say. So, have you heard of these anger rooms? Anger rooms. Yes. We're I don't, talking I don't about know like people going and release their frustration. <laughs> yes. Yes, I heard about that. Yes. Yeah, you know, when you started your escape room, yeah. and you know me, I'm always like, you know, trying to think about some other kind of shit that I could do. Yeah. And uh, uh, I was, I, I heard about anger rooms, and I was like, oh, now that seems like <laughs> an even lower cost business to get into, right? Like you rent a space and yeah. you just throw shit in there for people to break. Well, I mean, the things they break cost money though. Well, that's true, but you could probably find some cheap shit, right? Like go yeah. on Craigslist or find stuff people are giving away, right? Like people are yeah. giving away appliances, you know, I mean, fucking, you could get yeah. all kinds of Yeah, as long as you can have a steady source of things that can be broken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah the other i feel like the insurance on an anger room would be really high <laughs> that's so true <laughs> risk of like injuring themselves is probably up there hey actually talking about this i have a legitimate idea that you could actually do um you have you have, have you heard about like like axe throwing places Yes, I have heard of that. I think there's one or two locations in Houston, not a whole lot. Maybe mm-hmm. only one. I've seen, I've seen one near uh, Bel Air. Okay, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, uh, the reason I know because uh, we, we went just uh, last couple of weeks. A couple of weeks really? ago, we, yeah, we went to one of the axe throwing places here in Austin uh, as a team build. I, and my manager was so angry at that board. And that is the ending of the first part of my most recent conversation with Gong. The second part will continue in the next episode.